So I just want to clarify something that I didn't do in the last episode, folks, and I'm doing that because here we believe facts matter. Okay. The morning show stars Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell, a wonderful cast. The newsroom stars Jeff Daniels, Emily Mortimer, Olivia Munn, Allison Pill. I've sometimes confused the two shows. I want to clarify here right now. There are two great shows, but there are two very different casts. There I've said it. There I've done it. There you have it to quote Black Hawk, a wonderful 90s country band. Who I'll tell you a little bit about and a whole lot more in this episode of The Aspie Files. Uh-huh. Hello, hello, hello. At long last and cha-cha-cha. Hi friends, this is Alex Townsend and Hello and hello and this is Jennifer saying hello and happy Saturday And welcome to our first episode, a little over a month, it's been a little while since we've done this It's been about over a month I'd say Over a month, I, uh, I think our last our last episode was early September Yes So it's been about a month and a half It's been about a month and a half But can I tell you, it is so good to be back it's been a little while. We're all shook it up, but we're doing all right. We're <laughs> well, surviving every day. Well, thank you for quoting the king. Yeah, well, you know. Because he was my favorite. That's right. Uh, like, he was my favorite male singer of all time. Right. Favorite female singer, um, Mariah Carey. Yeah. And uh, my favorite band, The Beatles. The Beatles. <laughs> and favorite comedian, uh, George Carlin. Mm-hmm. All right, so favorite male singer? Don Henley. Great choice. <laughs> Frank Sinatra. Okay, okay. You can't just pick one, right? Those are Bowie, good ones. Frank Sinatra. Ones. You like Bowie too, right? Bowie, David Bowie, Queen. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Freddie Mercury's a genius. Freddie Mercury. Great is songwriter. A Great songwriter. Um. Okay. Favorite female singers. Go ahead. Oh. Houston, Nora Jones, good Diana Krall. Wow. Mm-hmm. Those are great choices. Choices. I think all those ladies are talented. I think Celine Dion is wonderful. Barbara Streisand. Yeah. The Voice. Uh, I like Shania Twain a lot. Uh, I really, really, really like uh, Taylor Swift. And as luck would have it, Jennifer, she has a new album out. I've heard. And I was listening to it while I was grocery shopping. Let's do my errands this morning. Wow. Yeah, the album is called... What is the album called? Midnights. Neat. Midnights. And, um... Midnights. I gotta say, it's, um... Go Taylor Swift. Go Taylor Swift. And can I say, it is, uh... You know what it sounds like? Midnights. They're great songs. The lyrics are intense. The melodies are haunting and intense. And, um... Sound very, uh... Indie pop. Do you want to play a song? I'll just tell you that the album is called Midnight's. I'll tell you the songs that you should listen to if you're going to take note of this. Right. So I believe Maroon is an excellent song. Maroon? Well, you know why it's great? Why is it great? It's intense, but it's also fun to make out with your girlfriend or wife, too. It is? (laughs) Yes. Woo-woo-woo song? Yes. Antihero definitely is in that group as well. Mm -hmm. Snow on the beach, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Ooh, vigilante shit. That's um, that that's that's, that's an excellent song. Style. Uh, I don't know. 
that's a good question. I don't know how she feels about Taylor Swift. Oh. If we get her as a guest, that would be excellent. Yeah, but you never know. If she ever moves closer to us mm-hmm. and she ever visits to this house and uh-huh. she's game for it, then I'll hire her as a contributor. Oh. I'll say it right here. If she ever moves closer to us uh-huh. and she appears on enough episodes, I'll hire her. I got people that always have open invitations anytime they want to come on on this podcast. Just come talk to me first. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because our show is the last free form, I believe, form of independent media. There's only a few of us. Your your, your podcast? I think podcasts in general, yes. Yeah, independent, right? We're independent media. And whether it's our podcast or whether it's my man Joe Rogan, Mm -hmm. who I've been listening to, um... Or Bill Maher's wonderful podcast, Club Random. Yes, Alex. It's like, those are the last free forms of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just, you know. Um, but I want to say uh, to everyone, including our friends here in Florida, how are you all doing? How are you? Are you okay out there? Yes. Uh, are you able to take care of your house? Because... Um, we, Florida has survived something really huge not that long ago. It was like, what, a couple weeks ago? And it was a, um, a, hurric- a hurricane Ian. Category 4 hurricane. That's right, Alex. It was a fucking bummer. It was a fucking bummer, yeah. It was a fucking bummer, and it was um, something that, you know, you can have all the precautions in the world, but you're never prepared for shit like this. Got very blessed again. Very much, because we prayed and we had lots of edibles <laughs> and oil, and that helped too. We prayed to Jesus. We prayed to Buddha. We prayed to. We prayed. Uh, me, me, more so to Buddha. <laughs> yeah. Me, more so to Buddha. Um, although the meditation thing, I got to get more in the habit of doing that. Yeah. It's. A, it, I'll, I'll get to it eventually. Mm-hmm. But um. I guess I guess you can't count being on a treadmill in meditation. Mm. <laughs> Although you're in a state, but you know, right. I mean, especially for me, if I'm listening to my workout music, mm-hmm. and that includes uh, oh god, Bowling for Soup, uh, upbeat Sting music. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, a lot of Taylor Swift's music, mm-hmm. especially from her wonderful album 1989, mm-hmm. uh, which has uh, "Shake It Off," mm-hmm. "Blank Space," mm-hmm. "Wildest Dream." That's a great song. Um, Bad Blood, that's a great song. I love that song. You know, Mariska Hargitay from uh, Law & Order Special Victims Unit, a.k.a. Olivia Benson, got to be in the video. Oh. And Cindy Crawford got to be in the video, too. Wow. I remember because I saw Olivia on Late Night with Seth Meyers. Mm-hmm. She could not stop bragging about uh, being uh, in the video with Taylor Swift mm-hmm. and saying she was now cool with the kids. Oh. I was like... Um, Mariska, I think you've always been cool with everybody. <laughs> In fairness. She's awesome. She is awesome, but, you know. She's a great lieutenant. She's a great lieutenant. I mean, I can admit I had a crush on her in my 20s, so I can, I can, I get it. <laughs> I get it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's beautiful. She is a beautiful woman, and she's always been in the side of, uh... She knows, she's a, she knows all the... She knows how to, um, sniff the bad people out. She really does, yeah, and she knows she instinctively knows how to like be i've always said being a cop or being a comedian is a language that only you speak mm-hmm. you and others who have the gift speak That's right. you know what i mean um and i what i mean by that is like 
And they also have consultants on the show who are real cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they, and they had that on Blue Bloods as well. Mm-hmm. Same on the, on the medical dramas. They have doctors and nurses who work as consultants. I know there's some really great um, drama series that are, that yeah. are out there. You know, we're watching industry right now, and we mentioned it last time, and I want to mention some it now. Great dramas. Oh, we saw also a good funny sitcom. Uh, two of them. The really great sitcom. Yeah. Ghost. Ghost and So Help Me on Todd. On lighter side. And a, uh, what was the other one called? Uh, the other one is a legal dramedy. Well, that's what we'll call it. Uh, called and, uh, So Help Me Todd. So Help Me Todd. A legal dramedy. I say that because those terms do exist. Oh, it's so funny. It was, and it's about an investigator who's trying to make peace with his uh, lawyer mother. And a relentless lawyer mother who doesn't give in. And who is very highly strung. Educated. And, and she actually, let me rephrase it. She's highly strung unless she's had some good Cabernet. Yes. Yeah, so she, <laughs> uh, I never got to party with her. What the? <laughs> she's a, a good lawyer. And she she tries is. to get her son out of trouble. She's a good person. Very good sitcom. So when, funny. It is so funny. And, and um, the guy on there, you know the guy that plays the investigator, Todd? Yeah. Okay. First of all, he's a good person, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't do things uh, in the right way. Yeah. Um, but I think his heart is in the right place. Right. Yeah. And he's played by uh, Skylar Aston. You didn't see that before either, did you? No, it just started. Right. I mean, you were the one that actually recommended it, though. Uh-huh. You were the one that recommended it. I remember that. Uh-huh. And also, um, I said, well, okay, but only because I like Marsha Gay Harden. Right. <laughs> so, and I, I mean that. Like, I've been a fan of her since um, um, Damages. Oh, oh yeah. Which is a, a series on FX with Glenn Close and Rose Byrne. Mm-hmm. Glenn Close played a high-powered uh, profile lawyer, mm-hmm. and um, Rose Byrne played her protege, oh. who got involved in some pretty devious and criminal uh, activity along with trying to be a lawyer. Oh. Like, they did some things that may, maybe not would be ethically right. Mm-hmm. It's a great series. And the cast is wonderful. I, I mentioned Glenn Close, Rose Byrne, Tate Donovan, mm-hmm. who's like one of the best supporting actors, you know, along with Greg Kinnear. Like, they can play and blend in almost any role right. you give them. You just got to give it to them and they'll hit it out of the park. Uh-huh. If you give them enough, not too much. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Greg Kinnear is an exception to the role. He's played starring roles, though. But, right. but he had to work really hard to get there. Right. He really did. Um, but yeah, uh, Marsha, uh, I saw in Damage, Damages was really good. Uh, and she was in, um, oh, she's in several, she's in so much. She was in, um, she's been in a lot of shows for CBS. Um, one was, I think it was called, um, let me pull this up real quick. Um, and she's a producer on, um, this series as well. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see here. She, um, she got a 2000 Oscar. I didn't know she was an Oscar winner. Wow. For a Pollock for Best Supporting Actress. For what, is, what are we talking about now? Marcia Gay Harden. She was in a movie called Pollock. Oh, Pollock. She won an Oscar uh, for that movie in 2000. What was that about? Uh, let's see. Pollock. Uh, it was about Jackson Pollock, the painter, and his struggle oh, with Jackson alcoholism. Yeah, Ed Harris played him. Oh, what about him? What? Uh, it was about his troubled marriage uh, and his struggle with alcoholism. Yeah, I, I know. You, I assume you're a fan of his. Yeah. Was he? Was he the first artist you discovered? Who? Or... No, I just remember him from art history class. Do you really? Yeah. That's good. That's really good that you have that. And she's been in Mystic River. I remember that she was wonderful in that. She was wonderful in Flubber. 
Mona Lisa's mm-hmm. smile she was great in. Again, she's one of those people. Who sh- you can give her a supporting role and she'll knock it out. Oh, she was in Newsroom as well. Uh-huh. It's when she's been in Newsroom and in Morning Show. Oh. And I just mentioned them in the cold open. Uh-huh. Because we actually believe facts matter here. I mean, we're not even journalists, and we and we and we even abide by that because, you know, we feel the deal we've owed you since we started this podcast is to be honest with you. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, no, no, the, uh, she is wonderful, and she was in uh, How to Get Away with Murder, and Code Black was the was the C, was the CBS series I was thinking of. Right. But she is she plays strong, complicated, um, determined women very well. Like, Sally Field's really good at that, too. Mm-hmm. Robin Wright's really good at that. Reese Witherspoon's really oh, good at that. was really good. Oh, God, it was excellent. And she directed that. Very good But she also directed House of Cards, too. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, for my money, that's one of the best dramas of the 2010s. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, if you haven't finished it, and I'm one of those, number one, no spoiling, and number two, um, see it. Right. For nothing else, see it, because Robin is fantastic in it, as is... Greg Kinnear, as we mentioned earlier, and Diane Lane. This no, uh, no, this is um, the TV series that Robin Wright's also in. Oh, okay. Called uh, House of Cards. House of Cards. And she played the first lady. Oh, okay. Yeah, Kevin Spacey played the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, Poor Kevin Spacey, he's going through a lot of shit, huh? Yeah, but you also got to wonder: is he still a creepy person? Is he though? I don't know. It's it's hard to say at this point because. They they said he's not guilty. The jury just recent this recent case. Right. I just read about that in the Guardian, and he's got a lot of um, explaining to do. Yeah. Because okay, he didn't do it, but his behavior around that period was creepingly suspicious. Was it? Some of it was. Yes. He was really good in a midnight of uh, uh, midnight in um, yeah. midnight of good and evil. Oh, he was in that. Yeah. That that sounds like something he would do. Because he's a guy that has done, um, Spacey's a guy that has done movies, he's done TV, he did theater for a long, long time, mostly in London. Mm-hmm. And New York, but mostly London. So what happened to his career? Um, Somebody accused him for something? Misconduct, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll explain. Um, I'll try to, I'll... Scary. It is scary, but I'll try to explain it. Okay. Um, so, um... Um, yeah. he there was a uh, a young actor named Anthony Rapp who accused him of making a pass on him when he was fourteen. Oh God! But the allegation was brought to trial not that long ago in a law civil lawsuit, and um, Spacey was found not liable. Oh, yeah. yeah, but he faces other legal issues, and one got dismissed. Could the others get dismissed? He had some good movies. He did, and I think that. The best thing you can, and he's done some odd movies too, but mostly, I mean, the films he does are for people who genuinely like movies. Right. Now, that's what I really admire. Now, has he done films that have been commercially successful? Right. Absolutely. Is he always the star of movies? Um, not always, but you know, you can give him a leading role and he'll knock it out of the park, but you can give him a supporting part too, and he will also just right. knock it out of the park. I think. He made the decision, and it was probably after he won his second Oscar for American Beauty. Mm-hmm. He made the conscious effort oh, not... Yeah, that was a great movie. That was wonderful. What was that movie about again? Uh, basically, it was about the keeping up with the Joneses of the 1990s. And oh. he was an ad executive who had a midlife crisis and became infatuated with his 
daughter's best friend. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very shady, shady but so surreal movie and a great cast too. Yeah. You got Annette Bening who pretty much knocks out of the park and everything. I know. She's a great actor. She was great in Sully. And she was wonderful in um, uh, Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, kids are all right. A kid, the kids are all right. Mm-hmm. Did you say affair to remember? Yeah. She was. Hold on a second. Let me pull it up real quick. She's been in a lot of interesting movies. Um, the Grifters, Bugsy, Love Affair. Oh, Love Affair. Do you mean Love Affair? Yeah, Love Affair. That was 1994. Yeah. 94. That might be. Isn't it? Great movie. Maybe affair to remember inspired it. I'm not sure. There was there wasn't there was a, a love affair movie from 1939. So that's what it's based off of. Yeah, it's from 1939, but it's yeah. a good movie. Well, my favorite Spacey movies uh, were um, um, American Beauty is a great one. Glengarry Glenn Ross is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was wonderful in um, uh, 21. Yeah. About blackjack, that was really good. Yeah. Um, he was wonderful in Horrible Bosses, Baby Driver. Um, he was really good in, um, The Ref. He was really good in, um, um, The Life of David Gale. Yeah. Beyond the Sea about Bobby Darren. Yeah. The critics weren't that wild about Beyond the Sea, but you know what they did like? What? What they did like was, uh, well, well, Bobby's, uh, son and his, uh, wife, uh, the mother of his, of Bobby's son. Yeah. They liked the film. Oh, really? And we get the respect of them, that's usually enough. Mm-hmm. I've, I've sort of picked up that's usually, usually enough. Right. But um, Casino Jack, he was wonderful. And that's, if, you, if you're if you a political junkie like me and you're a news junkie like me, yeah. that's a great film to see is Casino Jack. Uh-huh. He played Jack Abramoff, yeah. who was a, uh, was a lobbyist, uh, a, a Republican lobbyist, and he um, was convicted... Um, of let's see here, what was he convicted of? Um, fraud, conspiracy, and tax evasion, and he was uh, sentenced to five years, ten months. Oh. Yeah, Spacey actually spent time with him. Mm-hmm. And the film showed Abramoff's climb to uh, Republican uh, dynasty, mm-hmm. and what he wanted to do with the money. He wanted to open a school, a private school for his children, so they could get uh, edu- a Jewish education. Oh, and she wanted them to have a little power to him for that, but. To be corrupt about it is not the way to go. He also got to do something else he's very known for, and that's his impressions. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no. He, uh, but House of Cards, I think, uh, that that President Frank Underwood. Movie. Yeah. House I, of Cards. It's a great series, yeah. It lasted six seasons. Yeah. And um, it was just so well-written and so well-produced. The cast was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I'm just... Uh, I um. I would say if you liked what you saw before the sideshow began, yeah. then what else do you need to know? Uh-huh. Like, you like what you like. I like what I like. Jennifer likes what she likes. Right. So can we can we go back to that? Right. And, you know, like, let these families heal from what, you know, this, from, from, from this, please. That's right. Let's just let them heal. Um... But I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think, but so, yeah, so Help Me Todd um, is really good. I mean, um, Skylar and Marsha and Marcia just played off each other so incredibly well, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was impressed. Mm-hmm. I really, really was. And I can't wait to see more of it. Uh, but please don't read the reviews, people. Just see the show. Judge for yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. I always say that. Judge for yourself. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, the season of Ghost has been really good so far. So funny. It's so funny. It's I mean, like, you know, I wasn't feeling last, really, really well. I just got back from the hospital. Oh, yeah. I was in so much pain. And all these fun sitcoms came on, and we laughed and laughed and laughed all night long. It you knew we had awesome. to do that. And Alex was coming up, coming back from a rough week, and we just sat on the couch and we just watched all these funny sitcoms, and we just in Jeopardy. And of course, Jeopardy. Yeah. And I think everybody should do that once in a while. I think that's important. I advocate that. Um, you know. Um, and I and I would have been I would have been fine with uh, Saturday Night Live, but I'm glad we have ghosts and um, yeah. I, I'm glad we have ghosts and I'm glad we have So Help Me Todd. Right. Um, I think So Help Me Todd. It's original. It's uh, it balances the the seriousness of the law mm-hmm. along with the uh, humor of uh, Todd's uh, somewhat bubbling uh, bubbling personality. Right. Right. <laughs> Because he is like a lot of TV det- investigators. Have you ever noticed that? He's a detective. He's obsessed. Yeah. He's a little paranoid. Yeah. Uh, you said self-obsessed. Self-obsessed. Obsessed. Yeah. Manipulative. Oh yeah, he'll 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 do anything to get to, his way. to get to get the deal done. What he yeah. thinks justice is. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> he has good intentions. Yeah, and how he gets how he goes about by doing what he has to do. Yeah. And his mom really does love Like, in love the beginning, him. there was a lady, and she was suing because of, and, uh, she wasn't wearing her neck brace, and she had her kid. Yeah. And what did he say to her? He busted her for uh, cheating the government. Yeah, and then he's like, well, wear your brace and, and, and work at the airport. Yeah. And uh, she did, and it was just so funny. He saw her later in the episode. Later in the episode, he saw her working at the airport wearing her yeah. neck brace. Yeah. I liked it. The dialogue was quick and fast, and but I again I like that balance. Like Boston Legal was really good at the two of balancing humor with uh, the seriousness of the law. Uh-huh. But I think it's because the actors are really good. Yeah. If the actors weren't good, they couldn't catch the rhythm. Because a really good actor can do any rhythm. Right. Like the reason that Spacey's as good as he was is is because he can do any rhythm. Right. Tom Hanks is like that too. It's like on one angle. They're a clown or Pee Wee Herman. Right. On the other angle, they can be Jimmy Stewart. Right. Or Jimmy Cagney. Right. Or uh, Gene Hackman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I say that because Hackman was always a great supporting actor as well. Uh Uh-huh. So it's, I think it's just playing, it's always playing interesting parts. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm trying to think of... um, I guess, and Marsha can play any any volume as well. She can play comedy one minute. She can play drama the next minute. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I think she. I think they're both. I think the series is going to be really good. I think it's worth seeing. I think Ghost is definitely worth seeing. Ghost is definitely worth seeing. Yes, especially the. Oh, it's so funny. Especially the one about Native Americans yeah. and the environment. That's right. And um, thinking we know about something when we really don't. Uh-huh. Our own ignorance that we all kind of have to work on at times. Right. And not to say Sam is, is arrogant. She just sometimes puts her foot in her mouth. Right. <laughs> Which we're all guilty of. Right. That's right. I mean, we're we're podcasters. We're, we've probably put our foot in our mouth on, on this show a couple of times. You think you have, Alex? I, I probably have, yeah. I mean, my heroes are Richard Pryor, George Carlin, uh-huh. Howard Stern, um... I think Rogan is talented. Mm-hmm. I like people that are just raw and give it, you know? Right. And 
while he doesn't curse like a sailor, uh, he does. He he is raw in his own right, and that's Letterman, uh-huh. who I, who I've always who thought was love. I'm a fan of. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, really look up to. I, I, George Burns. Yes, exactly. We've mentioned Burns on this yes, podcast, actually. I know. The best, the best George Burns. Yeah, I can do an impression of him. Go ahead. When I started, I had no talent. I went to the seal, went with the dog, had the skating act. <laughs> and then ultimately, I met uh, talent and uh, I was married for 38 years. <laughs> <laughs> he just had a timing thing, right? Like yeah. he, He'll tell you in no uncertain terms. What good shows, movies was, was he in? Well, he was in the Gracie, the, uh, Gracie Burns and George, uh, the Burns and Allen show. Yeah. And that was on radio for a long, long time. Uh-huh. Then it was on TV for like eight seasons. Uh-huh. Yeah, they. Uh, I'm gonna see how long they're on radio for. But um, they met. They met in 1922. Uh-huh. They they married in 1926. Uh-huh. Um, they were on radio in 19. It started 30 minute radio in September 1934. They mentioned to Gracie, uh-huh. and then their 36 they changed it. And then uh, it ran on radio until 1950, and then they were on TV from 50 to 58. Oh, my goodness. I saw the first episode on Amazon Mm -hmm. um, right after um, we went into pandemic state. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It was it was um, it was fun. I was and I loved I loved how the two of them played off each other. They're just so cute together. Yeah. He loved her and she loved him and. Mm You know, um, they did everything together just like you and me. I know. That's the best way you can describe them. Cha-cha-cha every day. And they do too, and you know. We do everything together. I saw an interview he did recently with Barbara Walters, and this was um, late seven, this late 70s, I believe it was, early 80s. Mm-hmm. I remember because he taught her how to dance. Oh, is that right? He taught her how to be Gracie. Oh. Yeah. And he talked about um, what it was like meeting her and working with her. He also, uh, by the way, and I mentioned it uh, on the episode, the Miami episode, I mentioned George Burns, because I'd also mentioned Gleason as well. I figured, oh, I might as well mention, I mentioned both of them, why not? Because they're right. legends. But Burns was in one of the funniest comedies of all time, The Sunshine Boys. If you've never seen it, please see it. It's so hilarious. It's about two vaudeville performers who want to do a reunion, but there's one problem. What's the problem? They hate each other. And they have to do a reunion? <laughs> they want to, but they hate each other. So how do they go about, like, doing the reunion? Their children try to help them. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Do they end up doing the reunion? Well, that's the question that we pose to the audience. Can this happen? And while, you know, putting on a good show as well. Right. Like, the thing about George Burns... Right. ...is that he actually was an entertainer and a comedian. Right. right. Like, he knew how to work the room. Uh-huh. He knew how to converse with people. He knew how to tell a good story. Right. He knew how to sing. He knew how to dance. Right. Like, he was a showman, you know? Right. Back when, in entertainment, when you had to have, to do everything. Mm-hmm. You're, if you, the most talented people did everything. Like he was one of those people. Frank Sinatra was like that. Yeah. Jackie Gleason was like that. Dean Martin was like that. Like what? Oh, they did everything in the business. They had multiple talents. Oh, yeah. Oh, multiple. Sure. Charlie Chaplin was like that. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. was like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are the people. Michael Landon was like that. Uh, Okay, yes, Michael Landon was a singer, but he was an actor, a writer, a producer, and a director. Right. You know? But um, 
Yeah, I mean, I will say this. Uh, the fact that Ghost and So Help Me Todd are two great shows and they're on network TV. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Like, we're actually making appointments to see them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wonder how long that's going to last for, given this, you know, realm of streaming services that we live in. Because I, I've said before to you, I think the cinema will be around for probably five, ten more years tops. And then eventually the streaming services will rule the entire film industry. Maybe. That's a possibility, I think. Streaming services, that's in, and I don't think it's ever going out of style. It, yeah, once something like that comes in, yeah. it's like a government program. Now it stays forever. All the shows. All the a lot shows. of them. Every single one of them. I know the good ones. Yes, you do. And also, if I if I knew all of them, uh, I would have to go on welfare. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. We don't want that. I, but I enjoy what I like. I really do. What you like to do? I do. And we also are loving Law and Order and Law and Order SVU. The new, yeah. the new, new seasons of those are very really good. Very deep and intense, but very good. Yeah, very Unsolved well written. Mysteries. Yeah, they're coming. They're they're now back, folks. New season, volume three for Netflix. I know. Uh, make sure you get a chance to see it. Uh, the first three are already on Netflix, uh-huh. and they're, they're, they got more coming. But um, yeah, I gotta say this: the this Law and Order has been fantastic, but especially the episode they did about Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Oh, that one really ripped me. What was that one like? Well, you remember it was about a, la- a young lady from Texas who came to New York to get an abortion. Uh, what movie is that? Uh, this was uh, Law and Order. Oh, that's right. You this saw episode. that. She was in a cult and they didn't want to. And her dad was the yeah. governor, I believe. Yeah. yeah, he was governor of Texas. Yeah. Governor's daughter. <laughs> and it was him that was that, right? He ended up guilty. Yeah, yeah, the brother, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was an. It was an intense episode, and then yeah, you know, an we. we, we yeah. Order. Yeah. I don't want to give away too much of it. We apologize, <laughs> but it's still worth seeing. <laughs> Like I was like, even if you even if you know the full story, <laughs> bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. But even if you know the full story, like a lot of these murder mysteries, they're still intense to see. They're very intense. Even if you kind of know it up to the point, because you know the intro to a lot of dramas were like that. Like, oh, look at Dick Wolf. He's a pretty damn good genius. Producer, yeah. Yeah. And he, and the real estate he owns. Let's just review, folks. He owns FBI, the FBI franchise on CBS. Mm-hmm. He owns the Chicago franchise on NBC on Wednesday nights. Uh-huh. And Thursday nights is the Law & Order franchise. Law & Order, Law & Order SVU, and Law & Order um, Organized Crime. And they've been going for 20-something years. Yeah, uh, Law, S- Law & Order, this is their 22nd season? Right. Yeah. When I found out they were coming back, it was like a big surprise to me. It's like they kept this thing like pretty airtight secret, it seems. Yeah, and I'm sure when they start when they start uh, putting together Frasier, yeah, it's going to be the same way because Frasier's coming back too. Maybe. Oh, is it Frasier? To Paramount, yeah. The comedy. Yeah, I love Frasier. Oh, fun. Yeah. I like it too. Great sitcoms are coming back. You know what was great about Frasier? What? It was like watching a play every week. Yeah. The way that the the storylines you'd see like a funny caption at the beginning, uh-huh. and then the story would begin, uh-huh. and just how they played off each other. It was very theatric at times. Oh yeah. Um, but I I liked it. It was it was very well put together, and the cast was wonderful. And Kelsey Grammer said that um, his the guy that played his dad on the show was like. You know, having a father because Chelsea barely knew his real father, John Mahoney. John Mahoney. 
he played uh, he played uh, uh, the his fa- police officer father, uh-huh. the one that got shot and had to walk with a cane. Oh yeah, his resilience amazed me. Uh-huh. You know, you reminded me of your dad and my dad. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, just his resilience, really, just really. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, um, I like Kelsey Grammer. I will say he's a great actor. Uh-huh. I, you know what the weird thing is? Like for lo- for many many years, and I'm sure even on his tombstone it'll always be here lies Frazier. Yeah. But he is even more than that. Uh-huh. He really is. He's more than that. He's he's, he's done theater uh, here and overseas. He's done other shows that were really good. Uh-huh. Back to You was really good. It was on Fox. He played a, uh, a egocentric uh, news anchor uh-huh. who had to go back to the station he was he was started at uh-huh. after getting caught cursing on YouTube. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a naughty, naughty. Naughty, naughty, but it's like... Big brother, too much? Yeah. <laughs> Spying on people. Turn the damn mics off. Yeah. As I say. Yeah, right? Yeah, but... Turn the mics off. Yeah, they, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> but also the girl wasn't... The weather girl wasn't doing her job. Oh, really? <laughs> no, she, she, she was... Te- she was, she was called... She was on the phone with uh, somebody. I don't know who it was. A little airhead. <laughs> Thinks she owns the damn world. <laughs> Do you know who my daddy is? <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, no, I, uh, I'm glad both shows are back. The writing in all of them are really good. Um, but I, and I also, we also really like industry, I want to say. Give industry some props. Industry is like, it is a really great show. Industry is really great. It's so well written. It airs on BBC and it airs here on HBO. Uh, HBO. Very intense. They've just done. They've just finished their second season, uh, and the series is about a young woman from America who comes to um, London to work in the banking industry. That's right. And it is a tough, tough, tough job. Industry, yeah. And I don't know. Parker's a wild card. And she always has been from the beginning. Have you ever noticed that? Yes. <laughs> but I mean, all the kids on there are. It's a very good, very good uh, series. I must, uh, we missed it this week. No, 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 no. They, they made all the episodes. We're, we'll catch it. Okay. See, again, this is, and, and Bill Maher actually predicted this. Funny, I'm mentioning HBO. Bill Maher predicted this to PBS mm-hmm. in 2007 when he sat down for them for an interview. Uh-huh. They asked him, when does real time air? And he says, it airs uh, Friday nights. We tape in California, but I mean, there's HBO On Demand, there's HBO Two. It airs on the main channel all throughout the week. Like he said, in a few years, ultimately there'll be no time designations. People will make a product, and then people will watch it when they want. Oh, really? That's how I watch you real. Said that. Bill Maher said that. Oh. And guess what? I feel that way about real time. Okay. <laughs> and then they asked him, "When do you watch TV?" And he said, "Late at night, like two in the morning or later." Because <laughs> he writes, he's constantly writing material. And reading, obviously, because he's a political comic, you have to read the news. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I will say this. He came up in an era when being a political comedian means you could lose half the room. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it was the 80s when Reagan was. Back when, in the 80s? When Reagan was president. So back then, it was um, it was as, as tricky as – it was as tricky as criticizing um, – any president, really. I mean, you're always running on a tightrope when you talk, when, when you make fun of, of people in power. Right. But, you know, Jerry Seinfeld said no one in society is judged more than the comedian. Right, <laughs> yeah, right, right. The court jesters. <laughs> right. But, um, 
No, uh, Parker is a wild card. You never know what direction she's going to go in. She is very brilliant, but she's very guarded mm-hmm. and cold at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other, the other, the other uh, folks on there, uh, they are ambitious and uh, treacherous, mm-hmm. conniving. We'll sell each other. We'll make it to be like the best. To be the best, and they'll uh, they will plot against each other for some short term gain. Yeah. yeah. Conniving, manipulative, backstabbing, greedy, like cutthroat, <laughs> little greedy, intense, cocaine. So a lot of cocaine. It's a good thriller. They 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 take way much. They take a lot of cocaine, which is how customers. Dealing with her customers. Yeah, and by the way, one of them from last season who made a pass at Parker. Yeah. She made a pass at the other fella. Uh, <laughs> Do you remember that? I we yeah. saw that and we I yeah, went. So we were like, oh my goodness. We were. I was like, oh hell no. <laughs> I thought, oh hell no. <laughs> Very sexual. That's, oh yeah. I mean, can I say this? If you're with your partner yeah. or your spouse. Right. If you see this show and you love it and you're not offended and you're not PC, which I'm definitely not. What's PC? Political, co- politically correct. Uh-huh. If you're, if you none of those things and you're not a prude, you see that show, you are going to have sex with your partner or spouse after. You will. That's just an unspeakable truth because the, the writing of the show and the music of the show too. Depends what kind of CBD you're taking. Exactly, or or a gummy bear. But um, I do I do like I do like um, and her and her mentor on the sh- and her mentor on the show, uh-huh. Parker's mentor. He's cutthroat too. Seeing the two of them go at it is like a price fight. Right. It is like bing 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 bing, and he came over from uh, the east coast of the United States as well. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I um I think the show is excellent. But it's HBO. I mean, here's the thing: HBO makes classics. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 make some shows that I go, what the hell? Then they make other shows you go, oh, this is cool. Then every now and then they'll make one or two where you go, that was fucking awesome. And those ones I would say include The Sopranos, Sex in the City, mm-hmm. uh, Insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, the newsroom, and I'll also put in uh, industry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great shows. They're just Drum-com. so... Drama commas. Yeah. Right? Drama commas. Uh, this one I would call uh, an office place drama. An office place drama. Yeah. Because, you know, but you know what? I don't think industry could have been on TV until now. No. Do you know why I say that? Because it's, it's 2022. Yes, that's one reason. You know, a lot of live, liberal. And, and fearless. Fearless. Like, I thank God for HBO. Yeah. And Netflix and Peacock and Amazon and Stars. Mm-hmm. And Disney. And, and, and not, I won't put Disney Plus in there because they're for the family. But, right. But they don't have gatekeepers. Right. And also, you know, when I was a small child, sweetheart. Yeah. There were three kinds of dramas on TV. Yeah. Cop shows, uh-huh. lawyer shows, uh-huh. doctor Remember shows. Remember Elsewhere, seen Elsewhere? Yeah, from the 80s, absolutely, that was I do. great show. I just saw the episode with uh, Doris Roberts, mm-hmm. where she played a homeless woman who lost, was going to lose her foot. Yeah. 
Oh, let's put on the theme song for the St. Elmo. Sure. Or it's not St. Elmo. Yeah, St. Elmo. No. St. Elmo Square? St. Elmo Square. Sure. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to use your phone for this, okay? Okay. Okay. I'm going to use your phone for this. That's a great theme song. Now, this I will do. This I will do. Did you say you wanted me to play another song, or was it just a St. Elmo Square theme song? Just the St. Elmo but I do agree with you, depending on what CBD oil or what edible you use, then yes, there is a good chance that if you like that episode of industry as well, after you've had uh, quite a few, yes, then you probably would want to uh, uh, say to your partner, hey baby, let's take a while on the wild side. Yeah, it's an intense series. Taylor, if Swift, if you are listening to our podcast, and I hope you do, and tell all your friends so we can go back in style. We want to go back in style. Back in style. <laughs> you know that song? No. That, that's, that's from 1989. Oh, from oh from nineteen eighty nine. Her album nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's called like that's what your shoes born. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Found it. Found it. Found it. Found it. Oh, we don't have to play that one. No, this is a good one. This is the one. You like that one? We have, and we're going to continue to watch it. It is really good, I'll tell you that. You know, you know what's great? I think it set the bar very high for other medical dramas. Yeah. Great actors and actresses. Right. Uh, great writing, large cast, very diverse. Yeah. It inspired it for the ones that, like ER that would come on. Ooh, Howie Mandel. One guy actually called him a twerp, and I love what he said his, his, his reply was. That's Dr. Twerk to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Is that good? Love it. Yeah. Keep it on? All right. But anyway, so um, that lasted six seasons, 1982 to 1988. Yeah. Then so Washington got to start on that show. That's right. And you know what? They let him do movies. I know. So while he was getting in there, he was starting his movie career. Uh-huh. He recently, he actually not long ago directed an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how where all those drama shows came from, was seen elsewhere. The medical dramas, yes, absolutely. And Marcus Welby, MD. Yeah, like an ER. ER. Yeah, you could say St. Elsewhere led us to Chicago Hope and ER. Uh-huh. ER and then Chicago Hope. And then uh, later on, Grey's Anatomy, which my mother's obsessed with. Uh-huh. I know. <laughs> I remember watching that. Yeah, and all the ladies were the loving Patrick Dempsey and Eric Dane. Uh-huh. <laughs> By the way, Eric is a really cool dude in real life. I saw him on um, Conan O'Brien, uh-huh. and he talked about um, he how he was known for uh, Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. But like he said, the role he's in now, where he's in the, the I think it's called the Last, the Lost Ship. I think it's called. The Lost Ship. Yeah, he said by the time this rolls over, they'll probably three hundred fifteen pounds. <laughs> I'm like, and they'll still think you're hot, dude. <laughs> uh, the Last Ship. And it was uh, about a uh, pandemic that wiped out 80% of the world's population. Uh-huh. It was a 218-person crew on a ship called the U.S. Navy Arleigh Burke Class Guided Missiles Destroyer oh. that must try to find a cure to save humanity. So it's pretty intense. Oh, my God. It sounds intense. But again, like these kind of dramas yeah. could only have existed because of the cables. Right. The Sopranos right. only exists because of the cables. Yeah, that was intense. It was. It really was. But James Gandolfini's a great actor. Really great actor. He got really scared during his audition to the point where he walked out and tried it again. Oh. And I think the casting were like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And they let him do it. 
because they could tell he was trying to get to a point where he could really do it. Right. You know, and I and I love James and well, he came from New Jersey. He did Westwood. And uh, his, uh, he, he was the, the Rutgers. Yeah, and he, you know what he said? He didn't want to go to college at first because he wasn't a good student. Right. And he really didn't know what he wanted to do. Right, right. But uh, when he got to the, the uh, when he got to uh, the campus, yeah, he said there was a several keg party. Oh my god. <laughs> he said, "What was I complaining about? <laughs> <laughs> what was I complaining about?" <laughs> But anyway, uh, he ended up. He, he was a. He owned a. He was owner of a nightclub. Yeah. That was straight one night, and then gay one night, and then in between the other night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. It's got every demographic. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which is pretty awesome, you have to admit. Uh huh. And then he joined an acting class and stuck with it for two years, and really learned a lot from it. And learned a lot from it. He learned what you need to do to Im- capture an audience. Right. Who are watching you. Right. They're not looking for the guy next door. Right. But he, he was able to deal with his anger and capture it. Yeah. You know. You're doing well with your ASCII bio. Yeah, I'm, I wish we could have gotten to this sooner, but I want to uh, say, folks, I apologize for that because we've been, we've had quite an interesting uh, month. I've been working a lot. Yeah. And I've been taking care of this lovely lady. Yes. And. This wonderful husband. Yeah. And uh, I want to. husband. And we also wanted to just did, we did some volunteer work with Ian, yeah, with the Salvation Army, lots of volunteer work. and with our church. Yeah. But we wanted to make sure this weekend was restful and was and it is always restful talking to all of you folks. It really is, you know. But um, yeah. So there's a lot of interesting stuff out there in the um, um, in the world. But yeah, I think like okay. So like I mentioned, those the wire couldn't have existed if not for HBO. Like, uh, and then the uh, Walking Dead, I'm not a fan of it, but, it, you know, Breaking Bad, which is excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mad Men, which John Hamm is really good in. Um, but, like, I think because of these cable, because of cable and because of streaming services, it, because of that, um, I think a better, another side of the world can be shown. And Jerry Springer had even pointed out, and people are probably surprised I'm quoting him, but he did once say, 90, at one point, this is in the 90s now, early, like maybe 2000, that 99% of what you see on TV is upper middle class white America. And no, he, I don't think so. Well, no, no, this was 2000. Oh, yeah, now it's changed a lot. It, it has changed because we're opening the gates up to the world. That's a good thing. It is a good thing. I mean, we've, we've done it in the last several decades in the last few, few decades very, very well. Right. I think we still have a lot of work to do and the way we do it is by being good people, by making the conscious choice to be good people. That's right. If we choose to treat each other well, we will have a shot, we will make it. That's right. I am positive of that. I am absolutely positive of that. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but yeah, I really love doing this podcast and it had been so long since we've done one, but when I was listening to Rogan recently, yeah. I was inspired to start writing again. Because I was hearing him talk to Bill Maher. Now, Rogan's a comic. A stand-up comedian, yep. That's right, that's right, okay. And he is a podcaster. Mm-hmm. And he hosts one of the most popular podcasts in the world called The Joe Rogan Experience. Oh. You know what I like about him? What do you like about him? He is funny and smart. Yeah. And he is um, not uh, of either party. Like, um, he's an independent. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. He's a pure independent. Like he 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 don't he don't care whether one party uh, exists or not. He's got his own views, and they're very avid, very interesting views. Uh, he's four he's four twenty like we are. Uh, he is uh, fiscally conservative. He's yeah. pro guns. Mm-hmm. He loves guns. Oh my goodness! And Hunt was a hunter too. That's why. Uh-huh. Any, um, I'll explain. I'll go into deeper in that later on. Pro gay rights, absolutely. Pro women's rights. Uh, pro recreational drug use. Yeah. Uh, he is. Uh, let's see. Very critical of uh, mass military adventures. Uh-huh. You know, spending, i.e., spending hundreds of billions or trillions of dollars overseas when we should be spending it here. Right. <laughs> and making sure nurses are paid well, and teachers, and police officers, and firefighters. Yeah, nurses need a big raise. Exactly. I used to be a nurse. I used to be a really good nurse. And you know what? I will always think about it and know that I am. And you will be again one day. I'm, I'm positive you will be. Yeah. And you like doing this podcast. Love doing the podcast with you. It's a lot of fun. And um, he's a very pro free speech guy, which I love about him. And he's had on he's had politicians from all walks of uh, the spectrum. He's had on Jesse Ventura. He's had on Ron Paul. He's had on Gary Johnson, who he voted for in 2016. That's right. Who um, former governor of New Mexico? Uh huh. Yep. He had on Bernie Sanders. And he likes him. <laughs> I like him as well. Joe Jorgensen, who was the Libertarian um, Party candidate in 2020. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's an interesting. Um, he is an interest, interesting. Uh, he's an avid hunter. He he's part of the "eat what you kill" movement. So if you kill an animal, you eat it. <laughs> um, but he he. It depends on the guest. I always say the thing that determines if it's a great Rogan episode is if the, if it's the guest and what they're plugging. Right. And the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, do you need this ginger ale, baby? Yes, please. Okay. Oh, ginger is so good for an upset stomach. Yeah, it really is. Or just if you're uh, uh, not a drinker. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, um, yeah, but that's what I've always liked about Rogan is um, he, um, he has long-form conversations with people from all walks of life, comedians. Uh, writers, uh, actors, musicians, uh-huh. uh, free thinkers, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, people who have run for office who are free thinkers. Free yeah, but <coughs> my favorite guest he's had on is Bill Maher. Uh-huh. By far, Bill Maher, because those guys are cut from the same cloth. They're independent thinkers. They lean left on a lot of things, and they lean uh, skepticism on other sides of it. Yeah. And I think that's great. It really is good for America. But I like that. Um, it really is. Yeah. And I, I hope we get Joe on as a guest, and I hope we get to go on his podcast. It would be fun. He lives in Austin, Texas. That would be nice, by the way. But yeah. Um, yeah. I got to say, we, we are blessed that we. Um, Sur- uh, that we survived in and wasn't much damage. And you mentioned Don Henley earlier, sweetie. Yeah. Um, oh, I, well, I, uh, I, I, um, I was going to ask you, uh, I mentioned favorite male singer, female singer, uh, favorite band. Yeah. What's your favorite band? Oh, um, Steve Miller band. Steve Miller band. I like, good choice. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I said my favorite comedian was George Carlin. Who's your favorite comedian? Uh, 
Jerry Seinfeld. It's a good. He's a good choice. Funny. He's very naturally funny, and I I think that we'll live to see him. Yeah, I think so. And I I think he and Bill Maher will be doing stand up in their in their hundreds. I think so too. <laughs> when okay. we're going to see them at like five thirty at a, a small theater in Florida. <laughs> I know. Maybe we will do that soon. I hope so. That will be nice. Something to look forward to. You know, I would love to see those two actually tour together. Yeah. Uh, Who would go first? I don't know. They'd have to flip a coin. I know. (laughs) It'd be the same deal if, like, uh, Kevin Hart and Chris Rock uh, did a tour together. Maybe. Who would go first? That's like, what? I can't wait until we travel together, Alex. Yeah, I can't wait to either, because um, I want to see more concerts with you. Mm-hmm. I want to go to more theme parks. I want to go to France with you. She wants to go to France with me. I want to go to the Louvre. You want to go to the Louvre Museum? You want to see, you want to see the Louvre Museum there, don't you? Yeah. Okay, good, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, just keep me away from the cheese and we're good. All right. <laughs> I've heard the other food's good, though. I've just heard the cheese smells. We'll have fun when we go. If we go. I, that'd be nice. And also London and... Um, we'll go to London. <clears throat> yeah, you want to go to Ireland too. because we'll it's Shakespeare's house. Oh, that would be wonderful. All right. Maybe. Um, you know, I read... Did I, I mentioned to you, I read Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I read it when I was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm. I read it in uh, English class. When do you want to go? Uh, well, fans of the Aspie Files... Tell your friends, tell your neighbors. We're all going on a vacation together. Yes, but we need you all to listen to this podcast all the way through. Yes. Make sure you listen to the ad because we got to mention Anchor because they are our um, they're our bankroll. And don't forget to always fly JetBlue. Well, <laughs> <laughs> always fly JetBlue. Discounts from JetBlue. Really? Yeah. Tell me about this. Some discounts that maybe we can. Go fly. Mm. But if you're a uh, very frisky couple, don't fly JetBlue. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah, what do you mean? They had too much security on that plane. Oh, well, so if you like, no one was getting frisky it's on that. It's budgeted and it's a nice economy yeah. flight. Yeah. So we'll take it. Yeah, but if you're a frisky couple, don't fly it. <laughs> well, anyway, that's that's just that's just my take on it. <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers, but if you're a freak, don't fly JetBlue. <laughs> now tell me, JetBlue, if you use that as a slogan, we want a, um, a discount in there. Or no, sorry, royalty. We want a royalty in there. <laughs> and maybe a discount when we fly you. That's right. <laughs> but I will say this, though. Um, yeah, they, they were they were very nice. The, the attendants were very nice, though. Yeah. The attendants were very nice. I, I love... Fly, flew last time. Yeah, to yeah. New Jersey. That was nice. That was fun, yeah. And uh, I uh, I love watching the Shirley Theron movie with you. You weren't that wild about it, though, were you? No, but it totally. was good. Well, you thought it was good. I really liked it. You're saying, uh-uh. I like the um, Julia Child, mm. her cookbook. The documentary. Yeah, how she got started. Oh, yeah. I was, well, you know, I saw the one Meryl Streep movie a couple of times. Very good. Yeah, and I love seeing how CNN put that documentary together. I know, amazing. That's actually the best thing you can say about CNN. Mm-hmm. They make really substantial documentaries. Yes, she did. Oh, yeah. And she was the first TV cook. I know. And, you know, Johnny Carson absolutely loved her. Mm -hmm. He kissed her right on the lips after having her cooking. Did he really? Yes, he did. Wow. Johnny was uh, making her a cougar. (laughs) Oh, and uh, uh, Letterman, he was a big fan of Julia. She made her famous geese or goose. 
They've made goose. Yeah, she was very partial to chicken. Yeah. But she made. She also made a chocolate centerpiece with Jacques Therese. Uh-huh. For people, people would probably know Jacques Therese from Nailed It on Netflix. Nailed It is about. Uh, it's a cooking competition show where people try to amateur chef people that can barely cook or bake but want to bake and like it they're fascinated by it uh they are taught by jock torres how to make uh signature dishes oh what show is this this is called nailed it it's on oh, netflix that's, nailed it. that's right i bake... they just come up with cakes right well jock will show them how to make it uh-huh. and then they have to try to recreate it very creative. and there's two rounds and whoever does the best out of two rounds wins ten thousand dollars Ooh. For creating a cake, I wouldn't know. Ten thousand dollars. I wouldn't know what to do if someone put ten thousand dollars in my hand now. Oh my goodness! I wouldn't know what to do with that. I would have to call my work and ask them let me take a week or two off. Take a week or two or off. Yeah. I'd be like, guys, I gotta take some time off. <laughs> I just have to because I just someone gave me ten thousand dollars and I need to figure out what to do with celebrate. it. Celebrate. <laughs> celebrate. Good times. Come on. Holiday, it's celebrate. Exactly, holidays. <laughs> I, well, I love Madonna. Maybe that will happen now. Like someone will go to Amsterdam. Yeah. Someone will go around, um, around uh, Europe. Well, that determines if people listen to the podcast and tell all their friends. All right. So, and that includes any celebrity we've mentioned. And we'll meet up some, some of your friends in Europe. Yeah, I have a friend in London who's a podcaster as well, Rita. She uh, listens to your podcast. And she's given us uh, a, a lot of good shout-outs. And... Oh, that's nice. How does, what does Rita do? Uh, she is a writer and an influencer, and um, writer she, and an influencer. And she's very pop. She was very popular within the uh, cougar scene. What do you mean by that? She's very. She made it fast. She was one of the few. She, ate, uh, she came out saying, "I date. I date younger men." That's what she said. Oh, is she the one with the long blonde hair? Uh, yeah, but sometimes it's, it, it has been dark. It's been blonde, but yeah, it's she blonde now. In yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's really cool. And how did you meet her? Uh, college. Oh, I, college. I saw her. In a, I saw her in a, a documentary series on BBC. Uh huh. And um. Oh, you saw her on BBC. And then we, I reached out to, hey, how you doing? And we talked, and yeah. And then. Good person. So you, but you never met her in person. Never met her in person, no. But you've been friends for her since with her. Uh, for fifteen years. For fifteen years. Yeah. years. Good person. Wow. Mm-hmm. She's an entertainer? Uh, she's a writer. She's a commentator, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's cool, though, yeah. And what does she write about? Uh, mostly about the dating scene, uh, dating your guys, and also about wellness, self-improvement, all that. Very interesting. Yeah, she's cool. She's really cool. That's good. It is. She's really cool. Uh, we got to take a quick commercial break, though. We'll be right back, though. We are back. We are back. Uh, just so you know, when we record uh, segments, uh, the max is 60 minutes. 60 minutes. 60 minutes. You know, that's one of the the best shows. That, that's always been the staple of Sunday night since I was a, a baby. Has been. When I was, well, till I, until, I, until 1996, till I, I was like eight. I you phrase that, Alex. Say that, a staple? Like, yeah. You do? Yeah, I like how you phrase that. Yeah, I, I think I stole it from 60 Minutes, actually. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, every Sunday night. Since 60 Minutes, mm-hmm. and until I was eight, it was Murder, She Wrote. Mm-hmm. 60 Minutes has some great stories. Stories. They do. Um, 
Yeah, I, uh, I, my favorite one they, you know, I talked about my favorite one they did, of recently they did. Yeah. Because they've done great ones, but then there have been ones that totally stand out that I, you gotta see like 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 times. Uh huh. And this one was about the, um, companies that were hiring people on the spectrum. Oh. Who, for, to do data entry work. Uh-huh. And to make corrections, uh, for, uh, catalogs. Oh. Or, or, or online, online stores, yeah. And they're really good. I think, and one one was for uh, at a, for a space organization. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Anderson Cooper did a really good job on the story. Right. And though, and their break rooms were like heaven. Oh really? Oh yeah, for, especially for people on the spectrum who are highly sensitive. Oh. I'm, I mean, I'm sensitive in my own ways. Mm-hmm. Hypersensitive to touch. Mm-hmm. Unless um, I know the person. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's just. Yeah, yeah, uh, hyper, especially when I see something I eat, I'll take things away if I don't want them on there. Right. Or I'll put lots of ketchup on it, or barbecue right. sauce. Right. Or ranch. Mm-hmm. Or marinara or sauce. Or ketchup, yeah. Your favorite ketchup. Ketchup's my favorite. Yeah, I, mentioned, I did mention ketchup. You love your ketchup. I do, I do. Um, you put it on your salmon, you put it on your chicken. Chicken, yes, salmon, not pasta. yet. Pasta, yes, yes. You put it on... I haven't made you shrimp yet. No, but I put a ketchup on there, absolutely. <laughs> and my, my friend Karis will confirm this. Uh-huh. We saw Mark Curry together at a Off the Hook Comedy Club. Uh-huh. Mark Curry is one of my favorite stand-up comedians. Oh. He's fast. He's frantic. He's a great storyteller. Okay. He's a he's like a funny uncle. And uh-huh. I met him. And he's like he's like almost seven foot tall. Uh-huh. He is so funny and so with it. Really? And I thanked him does for making. He make you laugh? Yes, he does. Is he a comedian? He is a stand-up comedian. Really? He got to perform in front of Richard Pryor. Oh, that's at, good. And he's off the hook. He was at off the hook. Oh, we have to go see. If he ever comes back again, but I saw him with Karis. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happened was, um, he was there, and we sat right up front, and I told him how excited I was to see him, and I told him I loved one of his bits he did. At um, I, I there was this con- there was, I think it was just for laughs or what some one of the com- one of the comedy conventions. Yeah, he did a bit about um liking cougars. <laughs> oh really? And I and he was on the money. I was you like, were probably all over that, Alex. Uh, it was a great it was a great bit. Yeah, uh-huh. he was. But he he's a great storyteller. The way he sold, I was like, dude, keep talking. Uh huh. So, but uh, anyway, uh, and so I told him how much I remembered. He was surprised I remembered it. Right. And he was happy. I remember Don't Forget Your Toothbrush, which was a game show he did on Comedy Central. Uh-huh. And I was probably way too young to watch that because that game show was very risque. Uh-huh. What game show was that? Don't Forget Your Toothbrush. It was like a R-rated version of uh, Let's Make a Deal. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what they gave away on that show? What? Cash and Trips. Cash and trips? <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, but, yeah, um, they gave away, like, they gave away a trip to Paris, uh... Uh, London, uh-huh. uh, Barcelona. Oh, nice! <laughs> but it's either Barcelona or you could be going to a bar mitzvah. <laughs> nice gift to give away. Yeah, but um, yeah, they they gave away. They gave away. So they had um, they they pick people out of the audience and they do research on some of the contestants. Yeah. And then they put their knowledge to test to get the contestants in the audience a chance to win money, money. Oh my goodness! Yeah. One gal got a trip to Scotland by guessing what was under uh, four guys' kilts. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> it was called Guess What's Under My Kilt. <laughs> Mark was, and she got all, she got 200 bucks for each one. Yeah. Get all, 
all of them, you're going to Scotland. And she got them all, and she got to go to Scotland. Oh, <laughs> How awesome is that? But most people would know him for uh, his sitcom in the 90s for ABC called Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Uh-huh. That was kind of like a 90s version of um, Cliff Huxtable. Yeah. Because he was inspired by Bill Cosby. Right. Yeah. So he, um, Mark Curry uh, played uh, Mark uh, Cooper, mm-hmm. who was a uh, former basketball player who um, came to be a substitute teacher in Oakland, California. Mm-hmm. That's where he, that's where he's, Mark is actually from in real life is Oakland, California. So he came and he basically went to be a substitute teacher at the local high school. Uh And he was an inspiration to the kids, especially one played by Omar Gooden. Yeah. He was a kid named Irwin who was a smart kid, but somewhat immature. Right. Mark gave him some guidance. He never called him Mr. Cooper. You know what he always called him? Coop. Coop. Yeah. Oh, that's a good, that's a nice name. Hey, Coop. Yeah, he's like, hey, Coop. Uh Uh, and I actually, he actually, you're gonna love this. Mark brought me on stage. He did. When I was at the club, and I got to dance with him. Which club was this? This was off the hook. Oh. And I got to go on stage and dance with him. He was a comedian. He was a comedian, and then at one point he just brought me on stage and we started dancing. With him? Yes. Oh. It was so awesome. Did you like that, honey? It was so, it was so kick-ass. Was it kick-ass? And you know, you know what I, uh, I asked him. What? Very important question. It hasn't happened yet, yeah. and it still might. I asked him, I'm like, hey, Mark, mm-hmm. will Hanging with Mr. Cooper ever come back to TV? Because uh-huh. it lasted five seasons. Right. Ended in 19, 92 to 97. So you danced because you liked the Mr. Cooper. He brought me on stage. Yeah, Mark, you know, Mark Curry. That's oh, his Mark name. Curry. But Mr. Cooper was the character he played on the TV show. Oh, uh, and that's who you loved was Mr. Cooper. Yeah, but seeing his stand-up was great, too. Uh-huh. His stand-up is more adult than the uh, sitcom he did on ABC. Uh-huh. On ABC, the sitcom was very... Um, you could watch it with your kids. Uh-huh. There's some things you'd probably have to explain to them afterwards, have a conversation about. Because right. they did one of those... You remember when sitcoms in the 90s, 80s and 90s did a very special episode? Uh-huh. They did a couple of them on uh, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> one was actually about, about gang violence. And they asked uh, little kids in the end, they made like little home movies with kids, and they asked them, so what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh. And I liked seeing that, you know? Yeah. That's one thing I liked about Mark, is that he had a big heart. He right. liked inspiring kids, and you know, like yeah. Sinbad's been good at that, and uh, mm-hmm. I see Wayne Brady does a good job with that, you know, in his own way, but Jamie Foxx has been, but you know, Denzel, but you know, um, yeah, it was really great meeting Mark, and he was great. And so, but anyway, so he brought me to stage, and we started dancing. And we started trading jokes off each other. And I asked him a very important question. What did you uh, ask? Will Hang on, Mr. Cooper ever come back? Right. And he said, you know what? He said to me, if the money's right. Right. Uh, and if uh, Holly Robinson, Pete, and Don Lewis, those are his co-stars. Yeah. If they say yes, I'll say yes. Right. And I went, that's great. Right, right, right. I hope it airs on ABC, but I'm not holding my breath. Maybe. I think personally, it's just me. It would probably be better on Peacock or Hulu. I think, you know, if there's going to be any kind of revi- revival of a show or return, uh-huh. unless CBS can get it to work, and they've done it before with, like, Hawaii Five-0 right. and MacGyver. Right. But, like, it's hard. It's hard to bring back classics like that. It's just, right. it's very different. And Norman Lear did a good job with it with One Day at a Time. Well, that's why you talk about it on your podcast. So people will know about it. Yeah, it's nice to do on your weekend off. Yeah, and I hadn't done it in a while, and I was actually missing it. But actually, after listening to Joe, yeah, I uh, I, I was inspired again. Right. 
Right. Oh, and Mike Tyson's podcast, Hot Boxing. I know. Because I mentioned he had Wayne Brady on. What did he talk about? Uh, Wayne talked about growing up in Orlando. Mm -hmm. He talked about he was raised by his grandmother. Mm -hmm. Because, see, uh, Wayne's biological mother was only 17 years old when Wayne was born. Yeah, people's stories are very interesting. They are. And Wayne's dad was an army sergeant. And, wow. But uh, grandma and grandpa were from the West Indies, mm-hmm. and they inspired um, Wayne mm-hmm. to go into show business. Mm-hmm. They really did. And because so, she introduced him to Shakespeare, Sammy Davis Jr., yeah. Gene Kelly, yeah. uh, Lucille Ball, D. Martin, that inspired him, mm-hmm. and James Brown, obviously. <laughs> but um, uh, and then he, but he was very shy about it, and he struggled with stutterness for a long time. Yeah. But luckily, he got he grew out of it. Thankfully, right. he grew out of it, and um, I'm glad he grew out of it because he decided to pursue it. And he worked at Universal, he worked at Disney, right. he sang at bar mitzvahs and weddings. Right. He did early improv TV, and then ultimately, he got Whose Line Is It Anyway? Right. When the UK version finally moved to Hollywood. Right. right you know, right. you know, what I noticed about the UK. Uh, what's the one that Kate Blanche? Uh, what's she in? Not Kate Blanchett. Uh, Kate Winslet? Yes. Oh, on HBO, you mean? Yeah. Oh, you want me to mention that show? Yeah, what movie is that? Uh, actually, it's a miniseries, and I'm going to mention this because your mother... I want to see that. We're gonna, we should watch that tonight. All right. I'm cool. I'm down with that. What's the name of it? Uh, I'll pull it up. I love Kate Winslet. I know. It's a good, it's a good miniseries. I'll give you some of my favorite films of hers in a minute. Okay. Uh, Mar of Easttown, I believe. I think so. She plays a cop, right? Uh, I don't know. And there's another one called I Am. Mm-hmm. And I Am. Um, um, Kate Winslet's in that. But Mar of Easttown is the, is the new one. Mm-hmm. That, you know, your mother mentioned that one to me. Uh-huh. But she's, and she has been in so many different wonderful films. She was in... Um, um, she was in Life of David Gale. I remember that. Charles Sunshine, Sabalas Mine. Uh, she was wonderful in The Reader, which she got an Oscar for. Yeah, that was really good. Revolutionary Road. Uh-huh. Um, she was wonderful in um, uh, The Mountain Between Us, Wonder Wheel, Woody Allen. Yeah. Um, she picks interesting roles. I will. I will say that. And. I think she's one of those actors. She wore. Let me just see these. The gap here. She'll do like you know two movies a year. Like most actors, movie stars. Like she did one, two. Three. She'll do like two, four movies a year. Yeah. Because you know, you do like one movie for like the money, mm-hmm. and then you like do maybe one or two other movies if you can stretch it in. Yeah. And do those because they're fun to do. They're fun to do. And the money may be. Right. Bit. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, most actors have to do that. They have to take as many roles on as they can. Yeah. But that's a good thing, actually, you know. But also the power of saying no is pretty is pretty inspiring, too, don't you think? I guess so. But um, I think it's, it's getting better, though, for most of these really great actors and actresses is because many of them are now producing their own stuff. Yeah. Clooney does a good job at that, as we've mentioned. Uh-huh. And uh, Bruce Witherspoon's really good at that. Jennifer Aniston's really good at that. Yeah. There, uh, Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Mr. Eastwood is the is the master of it. Which movie? No, oh, Clint Eastwood. Uh, oh God, with so many. Uh, God, her movies are so good. Yeah, he made Dirty Harry. Mm-hmm. 
That's a good movie. Uh, he made uh, Million Dollar Baby, Gran Torino, which I saw not that long ago again. I've seen that movie like at least 10 times, maybe 12 times. Right. I love Gran Torino. It's such a good movie. Gran Torino. Yeah, it's about a uh, angry, bitter, I guess we could say um, uh, cynical, somewhat big, very, very bigoted, but trying to uh, understand maybe just a little, very stubborn. Right. Uh, Korean War veteran and car and car and auto worker yeah. named Walt Kowalski. Yeah. And what happened was his community was being taken over by um, uh, I can't forget the name of the uh, the, the the community. It was it was taken over by a, um, folks from Asia. I'm trying to remember the name of the the, the exact country. Hamong, Hamong. Uh-huh. So the neighborhood was taken over by Hamong. Uh, and this is in Detroit and he just lost his um, his wife oh. and he was struggling you know mm-hmm. he was really struggling and he was scared and his kids really didn't understand him and he really wasn't close to them either Right. the only person he was close to was his dog his dog is it, yeah and then this um, um, so the family moves in the Hamong family moves in uh-huh. uh, the, the Vanglor and um, what happened is uh, one of the boys, yeah. um, well, the son, the son of the family, yeah. who they don't really, who they, who the, the, they often pick on him because oh. yeah, because um, in their eyes he's not a man. He tries to he he really admires Walt's uh, Gran Torino. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's a night, it's like a nineteen seventy two, I think it is. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. But anyway, 72, yes, 72 uh, for Torino, for, for a Grand Torino. And kid tries, and Tal's kid tries to steal it. Oh. And then he ends up doing work to make up for it. Initially, Walt doesn't want to do it, but then the family explains their cultures as well. In, in our community, if you culture, if you screw up. Oh, it's like the, uh, with Harper, remember Harper? That movie we saw last year. Harper, what do you mean? Harper with Justin. Oh. What movie was that? We saw that last Justin year. Justin Timberlake? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That kind of movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes. No, I know, I know which one you're talking about. The one that it was on Apple. Right. Uh, let me give you the... Apple, Spotify, right? No, it was, it was Apple. Uh-huh. Apple TV Plus. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll give you the name because I liked it. Palmer. 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 Oh, you got it. I want to see that again. That was really yeah, good. I got to get back into Apple again also because truth be told it's coming back. The morning show will be back soon. Uh-huh. So I got to get back into Apple. Right. So Apple, I'm sorry for neglecting you. I'll get back to you in time. But um, yeah, um, I, the most talented ones tend to work the hardest and they take on interesting projects. Right. Kate Winslet's really good at taking on projects that nobody sees coming. Right. But uh, I think the ones I mentioned, those are those are among my favorites. Oh, the mountains between us, I've seen like three or four times. That's mm-hmm. that's a beautiful love story. Oh, what's that one about? Uh, okay, so I'll try my best to explain it. Um, it's about two people who meet on a plane. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happens is they meet. Uh, it's a journalist and a surgeon. Yeah. And they survive a plane crash with a dog, and they're stranded uh, in the wilderness. Oh, wow. The high, the high Unitas, which is in Utah, mm-hmm. um, and they're dealing with injuries and harsh weather conditions, and they end up falling in love with each other. Oh, sounds like a good 
It is. Is it a true movie? Uh, it is based off a novel. Wow. Uh, by Charles Martin. Oh wow. And he's from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, thank you, Charles Martin. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful film. Have you ever read a novel or a novel before it became a movie? Yes. Which ones? Uh, I have to think about them. Okay, because I, I know a few. Mm-hmm. I got a few. Stephen King, It. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You read that. I read the Stephen King short novels. Wow. Uh, let me see. Raoul Dahl, Matilda, James and the Giant Peach. Mm-hmm. And when you read them and saw them into movies, what what, did, what was your reaction? Um, I, I, I understood the theatrical writing of Raoul Dahl. Yeah. How at times he could go from the um, the story to at one point one of the characters could break into a show-stopping musical number. Okay. That was especially true with James and Giant Peach and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you usually like the novel better? Um, with Swiss Family Robinson, yes. Mm-hmm. And we haven't even seen the film version yet, but I have a feeling even when we see it, the novel is still like just because right. I read it in the seventh grade, and I, but I saw the theater the theater version. Mm-hmm. But the the, uh, the film version is on Disney Plus. Oh. They have two ones: one from nineteen like or, or like forty, I think, early forties, and one from the early sixties. Mm-hmm. But it's on Disney Plus, you know. Let me see. I'm trying to other ones. Uh, I read Shutter Island before I saw the movie. That was a sick, intense movie. I read that book. That was a good book. And the book is great, too. I read Up in the Air. Up in the Air. I love that movie with George Clooney and Anna Kendrick. Uh-huh. No, I don't think of him that way. He's old. Uh-huh. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I love Anna Kendrick. Like, she... <laughs> She, and and I, said to you, I said to you on this podcast about a year ago, she's going to win an Oscar one day. Maybe. She is an interesting actress. She can be funny one minute. She can be super serious one minute and a little uh, unsure mm-hmm. or overconfident. Flighty. <laughs> oh, yeah, flighty. Yeah. Especially after she's had a couple. Uh-huh. We saw that in Up in the Air when she was singing a, a, a Time After Time. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. That was so funny. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> That <laughs> that was the first real minute I realized that gal could sing. Yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, she has. I'm hoping she'll start. She'll make her own album. She yeah. should do what J Lo did and what Jamie Foxx did. And what did they do? They started in movies and TV, and then what did they do after that? They went into singing. singing. Their first love. Mm-hmm. Kristen Chenoweth was like that too. And Kristen Chenoweth, she got her uh, first Tony at the age of 31 for Sally Brown in You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. And she's been in Wicked, and she's been in Promises, Promises, and she was in, uh, um, oh, she's, um, no, and she also was in Glee, and she was in, um, uh, The West, uh, The West Wing. Uh, she's really good in Glee, and she she did a wonderful job on Last Name by Carrie uh, Underwood. Yeah, yeah, she was. Re- I mean, she again, she's one of those people that she can she can sing, she can do music when she wants, make albums, sing stand up. Oh well, she's not a stand up comedian, but she can sing. Right. She can do movies. <coughs> Pardon. Mostly in supporting roles, uh, TV. 
where she's mostly supporting roles, but you give her a little bit, she'll knock it out of the park and still stand out among the pack. She's really good about that. <clears throat> There's a lot of them, yeah. Um, but, I mean, this is what brought us together, ladies and gentlemen. And well, the movies. The movies, it was, you know, I... Always been movies. It always has been, Every and I'm so Saturday's happy. Every Saturday's been a movie. It seems to be. Every Sunday, there's been a Every weekday, there's been a movie. Yeah. All we did was watch good movies. And it's just, there's so much, there's something wonderful about that. coming out. Yeah. Oh, we read the tomato. Rotten Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's the film. And then I tell people this. Be very careful what reviews you read. What reviews you read. Just be careful. What's what's a good read? What's not a good read? Because you know what it's like, babe? It's like what music what we used to be uh-huh. but when i was a kid and you were a kid do you uh-huh. remember that um you could hear the radio and trust when you saw in there was a hit right do you remember that yes and the same deal was mtv and vh1 and cmt uh-huh. all were the main do- the, their main dominance was music videos oh mtv yes sure. yeah i mean you know I look forward to watching some sometime this weekend, you know, yeah. as we're enjoying our little oil and our little gummy bears. <laughs> oh, the oil is wonderful. This is pe- it's peppermint, folks. Folks. Oh, Jenny wants some. Mm-hmm. Let's taste some. Mm. Now, what are the benefits to oil? It is very calming. Alleviate your joint pain. It uh, it helps with your cellulitis. Yes, and it also when you see your partner makes you go, "Hey, baby." Hey, baby. Have a good day. <laughs> Having a good day. Yeah. Having a feel good day. It's a nice Saturday. <laughs> it's a nice Saturday indeed. As we are rocking and rolling through the eight, seven years of our seven years of each other, and being married now for thirteen months. And, uh, Enjoying our Saturdays and going oh, through yes. the ups and downs. Yeah. Daily living and. But this week has been some has had some blessings. I think it's. Above water and yeah. the right thing every day. But this week has had some blessings. I think that's why I was happy right. to do this episode. Good blessings, wonderful blessings. Wonderful blessings indeed, and we we miss seeing you guys, but we appreciate you understanding that we can't do this every day, like Adam Carolla or what Rogan does. He does Rogan does like two or three a week. Yeah. Like, those guys work it really hard. Uh-huh. And God bless them. They're both really good at what they do. I'm more a fan of uh, Joe. Uh-huh. He gets better guests. Uh-huh. Like, like, just recently he had a uh, Anthony Kidless from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They've got new music. They put out two albums this year. Right. And they're a band that generally puts out albums every three to five years. Because they do what most smart bands do. And you too is smart at this too. You know what there's good, really smart bands should do? Along with writing great music and performing it live well, mm-hmm. you know what they have to do. What? And I think this goes for like any d- screenwriter as well, director. You got to live your life. Then you got to write what you're gonna do, whether it's film or um, or music. Right. Write it, then record it, and then tour to promote it. Yeah, right. I think that's the best way to go about it. And like you two and the Red Hot Chili Peppers are really, really good at that. Mm-hmm. But uh, and Rick Rubin, the, who is the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, producer, mm-hmm. Rick Rubin, by the way, one of the best producers in the business. He's got long gray hair and like a long Santa Claus beard. Yeah, <laughs> he is super kick ass. Yeah, 
Yeah, he, he well, here's how kick-ass he is. He is produced for Run DMC, LL Cool J, The Beastie Boys, Slayer, The Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh-huh. uh, Weezer, one of my favorite bands. Right. Uh, Johnny Cash, who he was very good friends with until Johnny's death. Right. And recorded like dozens and dozens of songs. Oh, The Doors. Uh, no, he, he, he I no, he didn't get to work with the door, sadly. Oh. Uh, he, um, he worked with Kid Rock, he worked with Josh Groban, which kind of surprised me, but they, they work really well together, but you know what's great about Rick's, uh, production? What? He's a minimalist. Oh, what's that mean? It means he doesn't like a lot of background singers. Uh-huh. Crowding out the space. He doesn't like over-instrumentation or orchestration. Right. He likes stripping everything down to its essence. Essence. And Weezer's good at that organically as a band, so are the Chili Peppers. Right. Uh, and for my money, Beastie Boys were really good at that. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, Ruben's worked with some interesting people. I will give him credit for that. Right. But um, speaking of movies, we're going to see the new George Clooney and Julia Roberts movie uh, today. What time is it? Uh, it is 3.30, so uh, we're going to sign off. Yeah, we got to go. But we want to say thank you for listening. We're going to continue to get inspired and ride and live our life and then come back to you when we're ready again. But continue to tell your friends about the podcast and um, listen to Joe Rogan after you listen to our podcast yeah. or before, however you want to do it. And um, have a great day. Yeah, have a great day. Take care of yourself, your friends, your family. And as I like to say, um, have a piece of uh, cake. And uh, go for a walk, uh, go for a swim, go for a bike ride. Um, and don't forget to wish your beautiful significant other. Ha- happy birthday. Because <laughs> they only turn 50 once. <laughs> How are your new sketchers, baby? I love them. It's 50 to be 50. <laughs> it is. And um, 50 is nifty and beautiful and exciting. <laughs> and um, we just wish all of you none of the best. Oh, read. Um, Read that. Read that book. Yeah. Read. Read that book. Um, call your mom. Call your dad. Um, call your brother and sister. And embrace the beauty of the day. We'll see you next time on the After Files. Bye bye. Ciao ciao. Ciao ciao. Ciao ciao ciao. Ciao 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 for now.